This WBEZ podcast is supported by Hacia, whose Executive Fellows Program provides Black and Latinx business owners with real-world tools and strategies needed to master fundamental management concepts related to company stability and growth. Registrants learn through one-on-one executive coaching sessions with subject matter experts in the areas of finance, business development, operations, and legal. More info at HACIAWorks.org. This WBEZ podcast is supported by Ravinia, with over 100 concerts under the stars this summer, including Daryl Hall and Elvis Costello, Nora Jones with special guest Mavis Staples, the Beach Boys with special guest John Stamos, Shaggy and TLC, Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit, the Chicago Symphony Orchestra, and more. Their 30-acre park is nestled in a gently wooded area. Bring your own picnic or eat at one of the park restaurants. Tickets available now only at ravinia.org. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. COVID-19 restrictions continue to ease across the state. And as more businesses reopen, many organizations are thinking about their office workers. When will they come back? How will they come back? Or here's the real question. Will they come back at all? Vaccines that could usher in a safe return to work are rolling out. But company and national surveys show many office workers would like to remain at home after covid for at least part of the week. Flexibility and options seem to be top of mind for those employees, but is it something their companies and CEOs are ready to deliver? Ukraine's Chicago business reporter Danny Ecker has been talking to local business leaders about what they're thinking, and he joins us now. Hey, how are you? Thanks for having me. Danny, let's start with what employees say they want three, six, or, or even nine months down the line. Uh, the real estate brokerage Cushman and Wakefield took a survey of 40,000 office workers from all over the globe. What did they learn? Well, a lot of different things, which I think is uh, kind of the point these days, that it's a really nuanced picture based on what your company does and all kinds of factors. I mean, you see a lot of studies out there that, you know, survey thousands of people like Cushman did, and they'll say, oh, more than... 70% of respondents say they want to work from home more frequently in the future, which I think sort of tells you something about the direction of the market. But if you ask companies themselves, you know, the balance of office and remote work is going to be highly nuanced depending on all kinds of factors, what the company does, how much its workers need to be face-to-face together, how much time they need to be face-to-face with clients, what are the ages of their employees, where do they live, you know, how important is face time for culture building. I think a lot of companies have either gone through that exercise of surveying their workforce about this, these you know now, or they're they're doing it now uh, as vaccine distribution ramps up, and they're thinking about what their workspace needs will be. So, you know, there's a lot of themes that Cushman pointed to, and that we in our reporting, talking to just some companies about what they're thinking about and what their employees are telling them. Uh, we heard a lot of different types of things like flexibility, or, but also the importance of gathering and being together, feeling like you're part of a community, and having you know, the ability to train and, and, and learn from more veteran employees, depending on me. We talked to some lawyers who felt that way. So there's just a lot of different ways this is going to play out. And it's very hard to paint this with a broad brush. Yeah. Well, the idea of, quote, total workplace ecosystem. What is that? Tell us more about it. Yeah. So Cushman, in their report from which was in the last, which came out last fall, they described this, you know, try to give a definition to what the new workplace would be, which is, yeah, they said the total workplace environment with where you have an office, you have your home, and you have a third place like, you know, cafes or co-working or whatever the case may be, which 
you know, probably sounds a lot like what a lot of people did in the past, you know, as they, depending on what they did for a living, they had some flexibility to do, you know, work wherever they are. That's what technology has allowed us to do and has accelerated, obviously, during the pandemic. And so that's what they sort of suggested was going to be more of the norm, that this was, you know, while this was growing in popularity, this is going to be much more normal uh, to have these, you know, work from wherever you are, and, and these are the kind of home bases you have. But the Cushman report also found that some workers, particularly younger ones, were struggling to both take time away from work during the pandemic and maintain personal connections to company culture. So there's reasons to believe that there's going to be you know, employees that want to be in offices with people, even if their job doesn't necessarily require it all the time. I yeah. think it's just thinking about kind of what the new normal will be for, you know, the, what the routines will be. And a lot of companies don't even know, and they probably won't know until they're back in offices in greater numbers to understand what their new rhythm is going to be. Well, you know, I, I'm thinking, Danny, of my journey over this this pandemic. I've hardly worked from home for, for the duration of this thing. Uh, just if I think back just for about a period of about a month and a half last spring, and I, I quite like being back in the office, but I was starting to think I was alone on that. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I think it's, um, again, it's just like there's there's heads down, as they call heads down, independent work that you that some people do for their job that can be done from home that don't need to be on a train to get to an office to do to be by yourself doing work. Um, but there's a lot of innovation that you get done when you're with people. And again, it totally depends on what your company does and what your role is. But yeah. Someone said to me recently, don't confuse, uh, you know, innovation with productivity, you know, that people can be productive, but there's some element of innovation that is required for certain types of jobs. And I think what's also interesting is that by providing more flexibility, uh, companies are probably going to have to write more rigid policies around that, you know, and we're going to have companies saying, well, all right, we're going to allow more flexibility, but we want to make sure our employees are here for some of the time because we know that's important to company culture. So, we're going to have to formalize, to some extent, the amount of time or when people need to be here and working together. So yeah. I think that's, uh, again, a fascinating, complicated calculation that I think uh, yeah. each company has to go through for themselves. Yeah, well, let's talk a bit about, about that because CEOs are going to have to think about where and how their workers will be most productive or the most collaborative. Uh, but there is also the question of the physical office space, like leasing office space is a big expense. So tell us a bit more about some of the factors that these leaders of these companies are weighing right now. We think about what was the driving force for years now behind companies having offices downtown and building out really cool offices, especially places that you know young employees that wanted to live and work in the city wanted to be. And that was so important in a really tight labor market to have access to talent. That was the driving force behind all these moves downtown and what you hear now from companies who are going through this exercise of listening to their employees, they, they'll say, well, we still want to be together, but we actually want more communal space. I was, we were talking to a company called Perkspot, growing tech company here in Chicago, that they were saying, I mean, I think the profile I think most people would have of a tech company is lots of engineers, product developers, maybe jobs that can be done remotely with actually quite a bit of efficiency. But the CEO of Perkspot was saying, you know, we actually are going to put a lot more emphasis on having communal space in our offices. That's what one thing we're going to coming out of this. We're probably going to have, and we don't know exactly how much space or what it's going to look like. But you know, we've heard from our employees they want to be together and they want to be face to face to have space to meet together, not necessarily a 
you know, a sea of desks uh, yeah. or, or what it, you might think when you walk into to an office. Um, and, and we heard that from a couple other companies, too, you know, just the, the ability to have space to meet with clients to and, and to meet with each other and that it's not going to be so much of an emphasis on heads down work, so to speak. And you've heard that from a lot of different tech companies. I mean, you know, Salesforce and Yelp and some of the, the thought leadership coming out of the big Bay Area tech companies has been along those lines. So it's it's just going to be a really interesting calculation for, for different companies. I talked to a law firm, for example, that, mm-hmm. um, you know, was saying that they need, obviously there's all kinds of sensitivities with type of clients and the type of work that is done within the confines of a law firm office. And, you know, they were saying they had a number of, of attorneys that say, well, look, I, I love working from home. I can do it. It's not that big a deal. But then again, they also had a lot of younger employees that put a premium on the community and having mentors in their in their office. So there's all kinds of different responses to this and what's, what these you know CEOs and other office leaders are, are thinking about. And it's a big expense. So obviously, if they can get by without it, right. uh, you know, by minimizing their office and, and saying, look, this is going to be our growth. We don't have to lease a bunch of extra empty office space just in case we grow because we're planning to hire, it's, well, here's the office space we need now. And if we need to flex, if we need to hire people, we can hire people remotely and, and that will work. And we can kind of get by unless we feel like it, we are you know, too tight. So much to think about. It's, it's complicated. Uh, Danny, working from home, I, I was thinking, is also, um, or going back to the office, I should say, um, is also helpful for our eyes, right? I'm thinking of these meetings on Zoom and what it's done to us, you know, staring at these screens for eight hours straight. Are you, are you hearing about that too? I haven't heard about that specifically from any companies saying that's a big problem, but I do know that Zoom fatigue is real. You know, I think <laughs> yep. that that's something that uh, you hear from companies who are talking to their employees saying, look, we want to be back in doing a lot of the face-to-face interaction. And, you know, and, and some people have used the term headspace. You know, they need to get away from home to feel like they're in the, they're, they're in the work mode. There's an element to that, I'm sure, you know, that there's people who like to be away from home, um, you know, just to be able to get their work done and feel like they're actually in their work environment. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's what, what will come out of this is just there's been we've now proven it's not like, a oh, we did this for a week and we figured it out. It's to have done this for such a long time. People have grown accustomed to so many of these different remote work practices that, you know, really, when you think about it, it's not going to be a flip the switch one day. All right, everyone's back. It's all right, we got to have to adjust again. I think there's going to be some big adjustment once, you know, mm-hmm. vaccines are, are, are so widely distributed that, you know, companies say, all right, we're going to really get back and we're going to require everyone to be in the office more frequently. Yeah. It's going to be quite an adjustment period for people to say, well, let's figure out how this is going to work. And that's why you should actually see a lot of companies not making any kind of long-term commitments to real estate because they really don't know what they need. You know, exactly. No one wants to make a long-term decision based on what they hope will be short-term circumstances. Yeah, I think even here, you know, it'd be easy. We're, we're going to be seeing folks come back in waves whenever that happens. Um, probably not all at once. Um, now, Denny, you talked to the head of HR at a, a Chicago IT consulting firm called Ahead. And he told you that he predicts a fifth of the company's employees may never come into the office ever again. That's wild. And I got to yeah. imagine that could be the, the, the case for a lot of these companies. Yeah, and I think it depends on the type of role, right? Like there's, you know, certain roles in, in HR and accounting and finance and, and within a lot of different companies that the type of work they do, they really don't need to be in an office. Not to say that they will never step foot in office because there is some camaraderie in getting to know people, but, 
you know, very, very little of their time would be spent in a physical office space. And I think that's a lot of people. When you really think about how many companies, every company has certain roles that are more work like that. And so I, I just think it's going to be very interesting to see how, what, what this means for the downtown office market, but also just the vibrancy of downtown. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, when you think about there's all kinds of reasons that people like to be downtown and like to work downtown and the amenities that come with it. But, you know, let's say, you know, I don't know if five, 10 percent of the foot traffic that there was downtown before is just never coming back. You know, what does that mean to all the different restaurants and amenities that rely on those people? And then beyond that, you know, companies that people that want to be downtown because other people and other clients are downtown. Well, what kind of approach do they have? Do they are, are they also working remote more frequently and serious questions for kind of what, what the future of the central business district will be when you think about, um, you know, the way that companies like ahead and others are looking at this and saying, we just don't need as many people down here as often. Yeah. As I said before, this is, this is complicated stuff. Well, what is the mood then? out there right now? Are the CEOs and, and these other leaders that you spoke with, are they hopeful? Are they scared? I think that there's uh, a, a lot of cautious optimism around the vaccine, you know, like anyone else would, would feel. But just people I talk to, especially, you know, the brokers that represent these companies and help them with their real estate decisions, they sound like that, you know, they're hearing a, a chorus of people want to get back to the office. They're, they're tired of this. They want to get back in. It's just that it, what what that looks like is is still very, very far from clear. So I think calling around the companies to, to get them to speak on the record for this story we wrote a couple of weeks ago about this, I mean, a lot of companies didn't want to talk about it yet. You know, mm-hmm. they were still feeling it out and trying to get a sense for what their employees want and want to communicate it and really go through what their survey results have shown. So I think that a lot of companies are, and company leaders are just sort of reticent to, to yeah. discuss this and make any kind of commitments because there's still a lot we don't know. But generally speaking, I think, you know, people are optimistic that the vaccines are going to get people back into working together, being face to face. And I know that there's a lot of people just craving more human contact, you know, more more hugging strangers after right. this. <laughs> well, what about you, Danny? Are you the type that's craving that office experience or, or do you expect to be working from home even after the pandemic? I think I'll have a little bit of both. I mean, that's I think we're. You know, think about as a journalist talking about the nuance of every job. I spend a lot of time on the phone talking to people, going out, interviewing people, you know, seeing projects that I'm writing about and on the real estate beat. And, you know, for what I do, I love to be in the office. I love my coworkers. I also like the convenience of being from home. I have little kids. And so when you weigh it all together, you say, well, yeah, I can see myself yeah. having some sort of balance and mix of these two. So I don't know. It's, it's going to be um, – a really interesting thing to see. And, and I would love to be in, into, I'd only like to be in my office if my coworkers are there, right? Because right, that's true. If everyone can have that flexibility, well, what if I show up and there's only two other people in the newsroom? You know, I think that's what's uh, a big challenge to, for companies, all companies in their own way to figure out. That's Danny Ecker, commercial real estate reporter at Crane's Chicago Business. Danny, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. And that's today's Reset. For the latest on the pandemic and all the issues that surround it, Tune in to 91.5 WBEZ, go to WBEZ.org and subscribe to this podcast. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Thanks for listening. We'll meet again tomorrow. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. 
Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.